Thank you for listening to Speaking of Vegan. If you or someone you know is vegan and would like to be a guest on our show, feel free to email us at info at speakingofvegan.com. Be sure to send along a brief description of yourself and why you'd be a great guest on our show. Again, that email is info at speakingofvegan.com, and you can also contact us through our website at www.speakingofvegan.com. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Speaking of Vegan, speakingofvegan.com. This is Anuj Shah, your host, and it is my pleasure today to be here with um, with the wonderful award-winning executive chef, Mark Reinfeld. Um, it, it took me a while to get your name there, <laughs> Mark, because I always wanted to say something else, but you said it's, rhymes with, it's like Seinfeld with an R, so that's perfect. <laughs> and, um, you know, Mark, you're an award-winning chef, you're an executive chef, you've written, you're on your seventh cookbook, yep. and you've tra- you travel the world and give workshops and so much more, so we're gonna dive into your story here, but cool. it's really great to have you here, and welcome. Thank you so much. It's wonderful to be here. Excited to share share with everyone. Absolutely. Well, let's start. I mean, you know, the cooking world is so interesting, you know, especially nowadays in, in 2015, the vegan movement has really taken off. So the fact that you're a vegan chef is is really quite amazing. And I want to hear your stories about what it's like. And, and I know that right now you're managing an event, which probably isn't even the largest event you maybe manage, but an event that's up to 750 people and you're preparing three times a day meals for 750 people, all vegan, right? Yeah, it's all vegan. It's I believe it's like the largest vegetarian conference around given the length of time and the number of people attending. Right, it's four full days. It's vegetarian summer fest. And well, let's start with your story. Tell us, how did you go vegan? What inspired you? And, and how did you come to be on the path that you are today? I Well, I've, one thing is I've always loved cooking as a child. And my grandfather was a renowned ice carver and chef in New York in the 50s. So I grew up with this culinary influence. And I was actually pre-law. And I grew up eating just the regular American diet. After I graduated college, I took a year off and I uh, deferred admission to law school and I traveled through Europe and was in Berlin when the wall opened and traveled through Eastern Europe and down into uh, Israel and I was on a kibbutz in Israel and I started connecting, seeing animals really for the first time in their natural setting and I just decided I just didn't feel comfortable eating them anymore and then after Israel went to India, which was uh, very vegetarian friendly, so it was a smooth transition. And then I did this uh, trek in Nepal to Mount Everest, so I had this life-changing experience during that trek. And I still went to law school when I came back to New York, went to NYU Law for a semester, but realized that that wasn't the direction I wanted to head in after all of my travels. So I packed up my bags and headed out west and started got as far west as I could in the U.S. and landed in San Diego and started working in a natural food kitchen. And over the years, I formed, uh, after a few years of working there, I formed my own consulting and chef service called The Blossoming Lotus, which was in uh, 1998. That's great. And then uh, since then, we opened a restaurant in Kauai. There was one in Portland, which 
we recently sold and uh, also have authored, uh, like you mentioned, six cookbooks in, in the meantime. That's fantastic. Well, actually, it's funny. Your story is similar to mine in the sense that the places you've been and stuff like that. I actually am a lawyer uh-huh. in, oh, in, wow. my, in my day job, right? Uh-huh. Cool. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, but I you did the right thing or you were brave enough to finally to decide and realize that this wasn't your path the law because so many people i went to law school with after the first semester of the first year were so disillusioned they didn't really enjoy it but then they said well gosh no i'm in it here and i've already gotten this far i might as well finish it and they were miserable so yeah kudos to you for yeah. really just saying you know what this is not my path in life yeah and- it was an epiphany that uh that's probably the biggest and best decision i had made up to that point was oh, yeah. to just go against the flow and just look to follow my dreams, whatever they were. I wasn't sure what they were at that point, but I knew that that wasn't where I wanted to head. Yeah. Well, and I'll just say, if I'm a little biased, the world needs more vegan, award-winning, amazing vegan chefs than they do lawyers. (laughs) If I do say so myself, I'm a lawyer and I enjoy being a lawyer very much. I'm blessed to do it. And I'm glad that you did what you did. Um, Well, vegan lawyers are, I'm sure there's a good demand for vegan lawyers. I'd like to think so. There aren't too many of us. There aren't too many of us. Well, um, and that's really exciting because, you know, I lived in Europe. I know what it's like because I lived in Europe for a year or two after undergraduate. And of course, I'm originally from India and I've been to Nepal. I didn't do the trek to Mount uh-huh. Everest, but we were close. Uh-huh. And, and I know how life-changing those experiences can be. And you get to see a different side of the world and a different side of life. And it kind of puts things in perspective. So I think that was really, that's so useful and, and, and meaningful for people who have the ability to do that. So it sounds like obviously that was so key in your path. Totally. Yeah. That was the follow your bliss uh, moment for me. And yeah. that set me on a course that uh, led me to where I am now. Well, so you talked about being on the kibbutz in, in, in Israel and, um, you know, getting a connection with non-human animals a way that you hadn't before. Did you go vegan at that time or was that just vegetarian and did you transition into veganism later? Uh, that was the vegetarian moment that I wasn't aware of any of the environmental aspects or even the health aspects. I just realized that uh, killing animals wasn't something I was comfortable with. And then vegan actually came more gradual when I just started to feel better without the dairy and eggs. After a big cheesy lasagna, I would just be all congested and just my body just started telling me to, to not eat those foods. And then I educated myself more on factory farming and uh, then learning about the health aspects so that that strengthened my conviction. I like to, I, I phrase it like usually it's like going through a door into a room when you ask people had they become vegan. It's either the health or medical door, the environmental or political door, or the animal rights door. And so I came through the animal rights door, but once you get in the room, you learn about the other reasons and you can embrace them. That's exactly right. Yeah, I came through the health door actually very briefly and then got in the room and and was just uh, overwhelmed with the animal rights and environmental reasons. So yeah. you're absolutely right. It's a great way of looking at it. Well, that's great. And so that was what, in the early 90s? Yes, that was uh, 1990, actually. Wow, that's awesome. So I've been vegan since February of 1989. I still oh, remember cool. the moment I went awesome. vegan. Yeah, wow, awesome. it's February 1989, February 27th. Well, that's exciting. So you're <laughs> cool. going on a quarter century here. Yeah, here same oh, as well, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. I'll be hitting 27 years in February. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. And so you went out west of San Diego and then and, and, and tell us your story about that. So did you think then that you're just going to do this for the rest of your life? You're going to be a vegan chef and write cookbooks and do programs? Or how did no, you, how did this all come about? Just had no, just was following what I love to do, which was preparing creative food. And so my journey as a chef and a journey as a vegetarian and then vegan and then getting into raw foods as well occurred simultaneously. So it was just, I found that 
it was just a creative outlet and that I really enjoyed. So I just went with that. That's right. So are you raw yourself? Are you raw? Uh, I'm not. No, I wouldn't say that I'm raw. I do like uh, incorporating raw foods of various quantities depending on the season and what I'm drawn to. What's really fun about the raw thing is, you know, I, I knew about raw food ever, you know, very soon after I went vegan in 89, but I never indulged in it too much. But in 2002, I went to a restaurant in um, New York City called Quintessence. Uh -huh. yeah, and uh, I'm sure you're very familiar with it. And, and I brought my, brought my sister along and she was vegan too. She went vegan very soon after I did. And she was very resistant to that. She didn't know what the heck we were going to be eating. And it was really cool. You go to this restaurant and they said they didn't even have a stove in the uh, restaurant. Yeah. The only thing they had was a heater for like hot water. Yeah. So if people wanted tea. Yeah. And it was such a cool concept and the food was amazing and people yep. don't realize how creative raw food could be too. I don't totally. think you need to be raw at all to be vegan because the main thing is to, you know, the way I look at it is for the animals and the environment. Yeah. Of course, health is important yeah. too. Yeah. But you know, just eat whatever you want as vegans, as far as I'm concerned, as long as you're not harming animals and harming the environment. Mm, me too, but yeah. raw is so great, and, and yeah. you guys are doing a great job here at, with the raw bar. I mean, I'm cool. making a, I'm making a beeline to the raw bar every day. Nice. Yeah, awesome. it's really great. Cool. Well, tell me. So, as a sh vegan chef, I mean, what do you find fulfilling about? Like, are there aspects of, of being a vegan chef that you find fulfilling? Is it the writing of the cookbooks? Is it working with people? Is it feeling like you're in a creative mode every day? I mean, what is? how do you come to it? Uh, it's a combination, I would say, like the creative aspect when I do the recipe development. I definitely love that part of just being in the kitchen, playing music, and just letting the creative energy flow and coming up with dishes. I, I really enjoy that. And the other part that I really resonate with is the education aspect. I think more and more I see that as a primary calling of just sharing the information. And I like to say that there's this old adage of if you give a person a piece of tofu, you feed them for a day. And if you yeah. teach them how to bake the tofu, you could feed them for a lifetime. So the education part, I've been doing classes and trainings internationally the last like five years. So I've worked with hundreds and hundreds of people hands-on one-on-one and uh, it's amazing to see the transformation that occurs in people's health and for me being motivated primarily by the animals and the the alleviation of unnecessary suffering like when I share the techniques and the information it helps their health and that could be a primary reason for them and I also see the ripple effect of how it impacts the environment future generations and alleviating the suffering so I like to call it uh, animal activism or food activism actually so by showing people uh, you can you could tell we're in the kitchen. Yeah, I know. So it's gonna it's getting wild yeah, here. I know. People are having a good time back there. Oh, wow. They're just getting <laughs> so, into it. <laughs> the mad chef of Johnstown is in the background all, there. All hell's breaking loose because you're not back there supervising, Mark. Oh, totally. my gosh. They're, they're slinging a lot of tofu back there right <laughs> <I> now. Know, <laughs> right? Tofu and tempeh. Well, you know what? I want to Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. And uh, thank, this is Speaking of Vegan, speakingofvegan.com. And we're talking to Mark Reinfeld, award-winning vegan international chef. And we'll be back in just a moment. Thank you for listening to Speaking of Vegan. We're excited to be able to release a new show for you every few days, but if you have a hankering to keep in communication with us between episodes, and of course you do, you can stay connected with us through Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Instagram, and our YouTube pages. Thank you again for your interest in making the world a kinder place, and until next time, we'll see you in the Twittersphere.
Welcome back to Speaking of Vegan, speakingofvegan.com. I'm your uh, host, Anuj Shah, and we're here with Mark Reinfeld, international award-winning vegan chef extraordinary. Uh, extraordinary. And Mark, um, you were talking about what you enjoy about the, you know, being a vegan chef and your writing and interacting with people. So you've got a program called Vegan Fusion, right? right? And tell us about that. What is it that you do and achieve with that? And you apparently travel all over for that, right? Yes. So uh, the idea with Vegan Fusion is on the surface level, it looks at... In- incorporating and embracing the culinary traditions around the world. So a lot of people have the misconception that by going vegan, you're restricting the types of foods that you eat. And actually what happens is you wind up expanding and getting into more ethnic cuisine. So vegan fusion as a way of cuisine is looking at all the world's culinary traditions. And on a deeper level, it actually looks at the culture, wisdom, beauty, sacred sites, music, art, dance, and is really a celebration of what unites humanity in a way of bringing plant-based cuisine and this, the nonviolent consciousness into a world uh, yes. appreciation. So that's the, the deeper picture and mission for it. And so basically I've been traveling internationally doing these five and ten day trainings where I work with people wherever they're at and help them expand their confidence and creativity in the kitchen and I've worked with people that are just picking up a knife for the first time they've seen forks over knives or read the China study and they tell their family I'm going vegan and then they want to learn how and I've also had Cordon Bleu chefs who own five restaurants and I've had cattle ranchers I've had war vets I've had firemen police officers a full range of people just really to me that shows that it's expanding into the population this desire to uh, learn how to work with plants. That's really cool. Well, you know, and, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I kind of wanted to ask you too because I always like to incorporate for people, you know, we have so many different types of people listening to the show. You know, a lot of people are years-long vegans. Some people are just getting into it. And some people are very new to the whole concept. But, you know, as people learn over time, you know, the suffering that the animals go through in slaughterhouses or even on, you know, open farms, you know, that there's no really such thing as humane meat, as right. we'd like to say. Yeah, That's yeah. just a total myth, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, and people can go to humanemyth.org. I think it's a right. great website to learn about that. But, um, you know, what are some go-to foods that people who are maybe newer to this, like, so so people don't feel overwhelmed. You know, you're right. an incredible, yeah. amazing creative chef who've been doing, who's been in this for such a long time. But for a lot of people who are new, what are some things that people can, some tips you might have for people? Say, hey, here's some easy go-to dishes, some things, you know, that they can know how to ease their transition into a vegan lifestyle. I usually say just start getting creative with your salads. So okay. that's a good entry point for people. You could just start including things like different types of beans or you could add just even toast, toasted nuts and seeds or take a walk in the produce aisle and learn about a new ingredient and just start incorporating that as another way you can expand. Uh, You could add things like grains, like quinoa, which is a good grain to start incorporating. It's actually a seed, but it's an ancient ancient food. And uh, also I like telling people ways to make good smoothies in the morning, putting superfoods in and getting a good nutrient boost in the morning yeah so salads and smoothies i think are good entry entry points for people sure my view about it too is and i think that's a great uh uh, set of suggestions is you know just the people just really enjoy flavors and textures and seasoning and you know um i've interviewed different people of course hundreds of people over the years but one person who i think made a great point was like colleen patrick goudreau you know she says 
we use things like eggs and cow's milk and whatever it is in, 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 you know, let's say baked goods or whatever, but it's not the egg that people want. They just want something to bind it. You know, right. it's not yeah. the cow's milk they want. They just want something to maybe soften it or make it yeah. creamy or whatever yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. And you can always have a plant-based alternative that's actually right. much better for the environment, obviously completely compassionate, cruelty-free, and better for your health. Yeah, it's a win-win on all levels, and it's, uh, it's very interesting because it's a deep, topic so when making diet changes i think a lot of people it's easier to switch religion than change right. their diet and so right. it goes back it could be family history multi-generations it's connected with senses of comfort and home so the yes. idea of slowly making changes that changing out products like or crowding out the unhealthy or animal-based products with the plant-based alternatives is another suggestion i like to make and also, since you mentioned the flavor, I like also saying a different spice blend. So you can make right. an Italian spice blend, a Mexican blend, Ethiopian, Moroccan, and then really turn like a simple bowl of soup into this world uh, cuisine just with the flick of the hand. You know what I really, and you t- exa- I totally agree with you. And, you know, being from India originally, of Indian origin, you know, I went, like I said, vegan in 89. But I, honestly, it wasn't that difficult for me, you know, because there wasn't nearly as much back then as there is today i mean yeah. now you can get vegan everything totally yeah but you know um we use so many wonderful spices and seasonings and flavorings and just you know in the indian cuisine that's just yeah. like it makes yeah. every part of your tongue dance and totally. i know you're very familiar with yeah. that yeah definitely and it's just wonderful and that's what people want to do is they want to have flavorful food that's delicious and fun to eat and exciting and i think at the end of the day that's really what it is totally yeah the i for me it's i like the idea of gentle transitioning i yes. like to use the word so people in my opinion, shouldn't feel like they're depriving themselves. There's no reason to sacrifice flavor or comfort or satiation by switching to plant-based cuisines. And I feel any step towards plant-based cuisine is a step in the right direction. So for people just to do a meatless Monday or once or twice a week, slowly their body will start to tell them that they want more of it. Even uh, here, we're in rural Pennsylvania here and the staff, there's there's not a lot of education, plant-based education going on here. And you could see the impact this conference has on the employees here. One woman, I think she's lost 30 pounds this year. She's been going more plant-based who works here. This other woman said a couple of the staff are going vegan this week because we're here. So it's really cool to see how this can influence people. And I've heard people on the staff actually compliment your cooking very much. I've talked, Uh I like to talk to everybody, you know, and I Uh talked to a couple of people who said, oh my God, this vegan thing is so good. The food is so great and the desserts are great. I said, that's right, honey. (laughs) Enjoy it. It's so great. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're really making a huge difference with that. You know, I know we need to wrap because you need to go back into the kitchen, but you know, I just wanted to uh, really thank you for being here today. Is there anything you'd like to leave us with? I actually want you to be able to say about your, your program so okay, people cool. can know more about it tell us sure cool so if you the website is veganfusion.com and you right. can learn about everything there and sign up for our free newsletter put out recipes and current events and the trainings are basically for anyone who wants to increase their comfort creativity and confidence in the kitchen and the upcoming events i have is uh, boulder colorado a five-day training in august i have a uh five-day training in Washington, D.C. in October, and then I have a 10-day training in Portland, Oregon in May. And I also do teacher trainings. May 2016, of course, yeah. Yeah, 2016. So I do teacher trainings, and I like empowering people to bring the message to their community. I have a vegan fusion certification program and also an online course for people who can't make it to the in-person training, and that info is all at uh, 
veganfusion.com right. and just uh it's really for me it's so powerful how people's lives are transformed i've had the testimonials of people reversing diabetes heart disease high cholesterol so anyone who's interested and curious about empowering themselves in the kitchen it's the trainings are, are really well received so sure it's a it's an honor to put them on and just the people i meet it's incredible well and you're making a giant difference for the world and people so it's so beautiful and thank you you know before we go i did want to ask you this question i'm sorry to jump back but sure, i just sure. want to say because i'm a single guy uh-huh. and i know a lot of people listening are you know people who may not be that adept in the kitchen i certainly don't have any anywhere near the kind of skills in the kitchen that you do but as a single guy and for a student for so long you know things that i did we're like I would just sometimes once a week cook like some things in bulk uh-huh. and I'd make like a big casserole or like a pasta dish or like a rice dish um, you know there's a dish in Indian uh, cooking called kitchari yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and it's yeah. so easy you just put in rice and lentils and put it in a rice cooker and it's done yeah. and I would do a few things like that you know and I just wanted to ask you for people listening you know is there a go-to dish or two that people you know you come home from work late at six or seven in the evening eight in the evening and you just you know, either you're gonna get something take out which isn't gonna be very healthy in the most cases or you can maybe be in the kitchen and is there something that you can, one or two things you can recommend it's like here's a go-to dish sure. for people. okay cool i'll give you this and uh this is the the way i like to teach classes the recipe creation idea is called a template recipe so basically what i do is i'll show someone one recipe but show them how to make hundreds or even thousands of variations. So even in the two-day workshops I do, people learn thousands of recipes. So what I'll share with you now, give you this, my go-to meal, there's at least... Exclusively, we're speaking of vegan.com podcast listeners. Uh, First time ever. So the patented template recipe format, there's at least 4,332 variations of this recipe and I'll I'll check back in to see if you could keep track of all of them okay (laughs) that sounds good so it's the idea is it's uh uh, called a monk bowl and basically with the monk bowl it's uh you can do this in 20 to 30 minutes max is a grain a green and a protein and so when you look at it as a template the idea with the template is you change each component to create a new meal so with the grain you rotate through quinoa, any kind of rice, rice pasta, other grains like millet, buckwheat, and that just keep rotating through that. For the greens, it's any vegetable or combination of vegetables of your choosing. So whatever you're drawn to, look to get a lot of colors in, especially the green veggies. And then you could have those steamed, raw, sauteed, roasted, grilled, just keep rotating and mixing it up. And then for the protein, I like to rotate through tofu, tempeh, and legumes. So here's... Uh, what do you think of seitan? Is that okay? Seitan, if you have a weed allergy, you definitely okay. want to stay away from okay. it. Usually I put that in the transition food category. But okay. if, if you don't have a weed intolerance, it's a good food. You could okay. rotate that in. Okay, sure. And then, uh, so what you can do is uh, you could cook a pot of quinoa, steam some vegetables, and take like a block of tofu or tempeh, put a little tamari and maybe coconut oil in the toaster oven at 375 for like 15 minutes steam up the vegetables cook the quinoa and really that that combination within 20 minutes you have a full meal top it with some hemp oil or flax oil and some nutritional yeast and a spritz of tamari or celtic salt and you're good to go if you the vegetables could be raw and chopped could just grab a handful of arugula and then if you want to take it a step further, you could add sauces, so any store-bought or homemade sauce. So 
there's many, many combinations of that recipe. That is that is awesome, and that is priceless. <laughs> I love it. You heard it here, ladies and gentlemen, at speakingofvegan.com. Cool. Well, awesome. uh, Mark Reinfeld, it's been such a pleasure to have you with us. Thank you Thank so much you. for taking the time. I know you're so busy. I'm going to yeah. let you get back there. Is cool. there anything you'd like to say or leave us with as we wrap the interview today? Just encourage people to go a little outside their comfort zone and if, just try new foods and Really, the more you embrace a plant-based lifestyle, the more your body's going to thank you and you'll be doing your part to help contribute towards a sustainable future. I like the idea of thinking of multi-generational thinking and in terms of the environmental impact, there's really no... You can argue to the end of time about which diet is healthier than another, but you really, when it comes to the environmental impact, there's really no comparison. This is the future of food and really for me the only way that humanity is going to be able to sustain itself is by gravitating more towards a plant-based sure. diet. So. And of course no arguing how much suffering those animals go through right. in the slaughterhouses and even on the farms when, when they're in the slaughter line. Totally. Well thank you so much cool. Mark Klein awesome. it's been a real pleasure Great. and uh, all the best to you cool. in Vegan Fusion. Thank you so much speaking of vegan thank all you. Alright thank you take, take care. care. Thank you for listening to our podcast, Speaking of Vegan. If you like what you hear on the show and would like to promote your business by being an advertising sponsor, email us at sponsor at speakingofvegan.com. Thank you for what you do to make the world a more compassionate place. And again, that email is sponsor at speakingofvegan.com. Oh, my God. website at www.speakingofvegan.com where you can access and download our show, view the vegan events calendar, and pick up some awesome Speaking of Vegan merchandise. Support the cause with the purchase of one of our brand new 100% cotton Speaking of Vegan t-shirts. There's a custom design on the front and back and we have both men's and women's sizes in six different colors. Again, that's www.speakingofvegan.com and just click on the store.